Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. So I want to start a new series with you. We're going to be looking in the book of Numbers today. I don't know how long this series is going to be. I told you at the end of this last year that God was speaking to me about about he wanted to, and I thought it was just for me at first, for Sarah and I, but it's actually I felt like it was for all of us, about that he wanted to um, focus on prospering us in all areas. Like Danny was kind of talking about, not just about money, but in all things. And, and so I was kind of praying into that, and, and I felt like he said, but first you need to be dedicated, because you can't just chase after things without the Lord being first in your life. And so we talked about dedication. And then recently I felt like, you know, every Sunday uh, I speak the blessing of the Lord over you from Numbers chapter 6 is where we're going to be at. Numbers chapter 6 and verse 22. In a few minutes, that's where we're going to start reading. Numbers 6, verse 22. Um, and as I was praying about it, you know, I speak this blessing over you, the, what they call the blessing of the Lord. I speak that over you. And I felt like the Lord was leading me and saying, hey, you know, like, like, and he, I feel like he talks to me this way, like, hey, John, uh, good job in speaking that over the people. Been doing that for a while now. And, uh, but you need to teach the people how to walk in it. It's one thing to speak the blessing of the Lord. It's another thing to teach you how to walk in it. My answer was, Lord, I have taught them. And he was like, John, that was like 10 years ago. And I was like, oh. And, and for real, that's something you can pray for me. For real, there's something you can, you can pray. Because sometimes I think if I've taught it once, even if it was a decade ago, I feel like everybody already knows it. And as I freshly prayed about this, um, I really sense a, 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 an excitement and an anticipation about like, no, 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 no. Like that some of the people who are here that do know about it need a fresh reminder and fresh oil on it, just like I do. And then, and then some, of, some of the people have never heard it and it's going to blow your mind. It's going to change your life forever. It's going to change your life forever. And, and so I want to talk to you about the blessing of the Lord. And today, specifically, the title of this sermon is going to be, I will bless you. And the whole goal that I want you to get is it is God's will for you and your family to walk in the blessing of the Lord. It is God's will. It is God's will. And I, I prayed and I felt like the Lord, this is almost like a prophetic word. I'm not going to say this is a prophetic word. I will say this is a inspiring thing because I don't like typing and writing. And I sat down and wrote this. So here's what I want you to hear. That in 2022, I believe God is inviting us to break through to a new level. By teaching us how to walk in the old truth of the blessing of the Lord. And in this world, we will face times of suffering, persecution, attack, battle, need, weariness, temptation, tribulation, and trials. But he will deliver us out of them all. And we can be of good cheer because our shepherd, who happens to be our source and our supply, can I get an amen for that, has already overcome this world. He has come and end the one, he's already overcome the one who has come to uh, steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus has come to destroy the works of the devil. 
And by grace, through faith in Christ, we have victory and can live in his abundant, overflowing life. Even though we may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for he is with us. And this year will be a year of choice. Whose report will you believe? Will you follow the wisdom of God or the wisdom of men? Will you walk in your truth, their truth, or the truth? Well, praise the Lord. There's already overflow happening. Goodness. That's my filing cabinet. Will you walk in your truth, their truth, meaning somebody else's, or the truth? Your choice will have consequences. And it will require commitment. And you will be confronted no matter what choice you make. But remember and do not be deceived that whatever a person sows, that is what he shall reap. And this year is the year to change your seed to change your harvest and what seed you sow is your choice whether you experience the blessing of the Lord or not is not up to God Jesus has already brought the kingdom of heaven at hand whether you or your family Walk in the blessing of the Lord is no longer up to God. It is up to you. It's not up to the government. It's not up to your boss. It's not up to your spouse. It's up to you. It's up to you. And what I want you to see is that the word of God is seed. And the word of God, the, the word of God is greater evidence than any experience you can have. Experience, you experiencing something is not the greatest evidence. Your experiences can lie to you. The word of God is the greatest evidence. We will not, we will not go after anything that is not clearly seen in the Word of God. You may have had an experience, a spiritual experience, but if it is not backed up by Scripture, then your experience is a lesser evidence than the evidence of the promises of the Word of God. And what we want to do is we want to, you know, we want to, See, sometimes when life doesn't go the way we want it to because of experiences, what happens is we try to bring the Word of God down to our experience so we can help make sense of it. And we can help, you know, we, we say God's a Savior, but my, 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 you know, somebody in my family is not being saved, so we think, well, maybe He just doesn't save everybody. God's a healer. I believe that. God's a healer, but people who I love died when before their time, and so I feel like because of my experiences, my painful experiences, I bring the truth of the Word of God down to my experiences. 
Like I, one time I believed in the blessing of the Lord until once I started believing it, attacks started happening and seasons of persecution and, and stuff started happening. Famine started happening. So I stopped believing the blessing of the Lord and, came, and brought the word of God down to my experience. But listen to me very carefully. If we put ourselves at the center of everything, we will bring the promises and truth of the word of God down to our experience. But if we put Christ at the center, kind of like Danny was saying, and not have us at the center, that even in the difficult times of battle, we, we don't start questioning the promise of the word of God. We remain faithful and true because he said it. Then what happens is our experiences will come up to the word of God. And that's what we want. He's bringing us to a new level through the blessing of the Lord. I'm going to say one more thing. Truth happens to be right dead center, like a road, center of the road. And anytime you take a truth, anytime you take a truth to either extreme, you go into a ditch. Every road has a ditch on either side. So the road is truth. It's like doctrine, it's truth, it's a pathway, it's a roadway. And any truth taken to an extreme leads to error. And so the blessing of the Lord is center of the road. The blessing of the Lord is center of the road. And either ditch is what the Bible calls the curse. Either ditch is what the Bible calls a curse. And Jesus has brought us to the center. Well, if you come in relationship with Jesus, you've been brought to the center of the road. But sometimes our car pulls a little to the left, pulls a little to the right. And there's the curse of pride and greed and selfishness. And it's taking a truth to an extreme and taking it out of context. And we're not going there. That's a false prosperity. That's a false blessing. That's a self-centered, greedy thing. And then on the other side, there's this poverty thing. Oh, I just, I don't really need much. I just, you know, and it's this poverty thing. And that's a selfish, prideful lie. And so it's not that the blessing of God is on this side and the curse is on that side. The blessing of the Lord is in the middle and either side is the curse. See, it's like grace and truth. Grace and truth are here in the middle. And on the extreme is, is legalism, judgmentalism, having a legalistic mindset, taking the truth to an extreme where grace doesn't support it. But then the other side, see, grace and truth is in the middle. But the other side is going to the extreme of grace that doesn't empower you for truth, that says lawlessness, you can do whatever you want to do, and Jesus still loves you. Well, yeah, he still loves you. It's never been an issue of he loves you. It's an issue of can he use you. And so we want to come to the balance of truth in the center, and that's where the blessing of the Lord is, and the curse is on either side. Praise the Lord. Numbers chapter 6. Numbers chapter 6, looking verse 22. Let me get my eyeballs on and we'll read it. Numbers chapter 6, verse 22, when you got it, say got it. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron, and his sons, that's the priesthood, saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put, so they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. I've said this for a long time over you. And it's time we start teaching you how to walk in it. And remind myself and of how to walk in it. And so the reality is a couple things I, I just want you to see. Number one is as we break this down and break down the scripture, number one, the blessing of the Lord is voice activated. The blessing of the Lord is voice activated. What you say is important. What you say. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. What you say. Well, I just say what I feel. Well, that, now you know your problem. You shouldn't say what you feel. You shouldn't say what you feel. Well, I'm just saying what I see. I call it like I see it. That's your second problem. You should, you should say what God says. And so he empowers us as we, because in the New Testament, we are, we are priests and kings. Anyone who's a believer in Jesus Christ, even if you're one day old in the Lord and you just gave your life to Jesus last week, you are a priest and you are a king. And so what God is doing in this, when he's saying this to Aaron and, and, and to, to speak to the, the priest, to speak to the people, is he's inviting us into faith partnership with him, and he's delegating his authority away, saying, I want to do something in the earth, but I'm looking for you to do it. Meaning, I need your agreement to do what I want to do over the people, and I'm giving you the delegated authority to bless these people so that you and I can be partakers in this. It's like business partners with the Lord, so that when you do your part, and you say, Lord, I will, I will bless the people you say bless, I will say what you say to the people you want me to say it to. And when I do that, I'm a partner with you. That means I share in the profits of it. That means you started it. I didn't start the business. You started it, but you invited me into it. And I get to co-labor with you and participate with you. And you actually give me the honor of speaking a blessing over people. You would think the church thought we were supposed to speak a curse over people. You would think that Jesus didn't come to judge the world because he was leaving that for the church to do. <laughs> and the reality is he has empowered us to be a people that come and speak blessing. Do we confront things and speak truth and love? Absolutely. But the whole goal is to speak the blessing of the Lord. And there's a whole other side about you got to partner with God to walk in the blessing of the Lord. You can't go live your life and expect to have the blessing of the Lord on your life. you got to follow Him. You can't, you can't keep going the way you want to go in selfishness and expect the blessing of the Lord to rest upon your life. That's about like, we're going to stop paying our mortgage but still live in that house. It doesn't work that way. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work. That's, or, or I want to keep getting my paycheck. I'm just tired of working. If you loved me, you'd give me my paycheck. Why you got to be so mean? Why I got to show up to work? Just give me the paycheck. That's not how the kingdom operates. You got to partner with God. And so he delegates this thing and it's, 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 it's you shall bless them. I just think that's so powerful because what God is trying to do in us when it talks about the blessing of the Lord ultimately is empower us to be a blessing. 
So we first kind of look at it as, oh, bless me, bless me. But that's the very elementary little, like, like kindergarten, you know, entry point. The, the, the full grown maturity of the blessing of the Lord is not for you to be blessed, but you to be a blessing. And you can step into a cursed situation and turn it around. That's the anointing of this thing. And so the next thing I want you to see is 357. Y'all might not know what I'm talking about, but 357. So in the Hebrew, which I can't read Hebrew, I barely you know, do English, but Hebrew, there's, there's three lines. There's a first blessing, the second blessing, and the third blessing in this scripture. And in Hebrew, the scholars say that the first line, the first line has three words in Hebrew. The second line has five words in that second part of the blessing. And the third line has seven words. And rabbis and scholars have been talking about this for years, that, that maybe the way God, why God God did that is because the first line is of the blessing kind of reminds us of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's talking about the generational intentionality of God. That first line that has three, just, it's not, you know, it's not in scripture. It's just a cool thought. The second line has five, which many rabbis and stuff believe is what, what is, is, is like the five, the Torah, the five books of, of the first five books of our Bible. And it represents that. And the last one to me represents the, the seven words. The seven represents the Sabbath, the seventh day, the day that the day that is the seventh day that God blessed. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. So to me, this blessing is just it just it just it ties all that together for me. It's just a, a really, a really cool thought. And then the rabbis would say this: that the first line, the first line of the Lord bless you is all about material things. That's what the rabbis would say, that the first line is all about material things. The second line is about spiritual things. And the third line ties all that together because it's never an either or situation. See, when you get to either or, you're getting to extremes sometimes. The truth is how both walk in unity and flow in balance in the spirit of God. And so I love how this blessing wraps this stuff around it and it, it just it gets me curious. It makes me want to walk in this thing about this blessing of the Lord. And then Ephesians 1 verse 3, and you don't have to look it up. I'll put it up on the screen for you. They'll put it up on the screen for you. Ephesians 1 uh, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ who has, past tense, has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He already has blessed us. And these spiritual blessings should become manifest into our life, into the natural world, like heaven coming to earth, that we should take the, the unseen and make it seen. That's what faith does. That's what a faith partnership does. We take the, 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 the realities that are promised to us in Christ, in the heavenly places in Christ that have been given to us, and through obedience and through faith, we begin to manifest that here in our faith partnership with God. So that what's true there becomes true here and people get to taste him and see him and see that he is good. Many of y'all have raised hell and brought hell to earth. But we're called as believers to bring heaven to earth. And your faith partnership with the enemy is what brought hell on earth through your life. And brought people into the curse. But when you begin to walk in, in the blessing of the Lord, you bring heaven down to this world. God's will, not your will, God's will being done in this earth. 
And it's an honor to, to walk and participate in the blessing of the Lord, which is not a mentality of, Lord, bless me. It may start there, but it goes to, Lord, so I can be a blessing. And so as we walk through this, we need to understand the, the importance of, of this verse because that word, just if you look at the first line of it, the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. That, that word, the, the, the definition speaks of, of bowing down with favor, love, adoration, and kindness. Bowing down, like you're on one level, but bowing down to somebody else in order to have compassion and mercy on them and adoration on them. And you're bowing down to them, to connect to them, so that you can bring them back up. That's what the Lord has done. That's what the Lord has done. Now, there's a flip side to it when we, we begin to, to bless Him and adore Him, but we're talking about the Lord, the Lord blessing His people. We're talking about this direction. And so in the definition of the word, the definition of the word literally means empowered to be successful and prosperous. What does the blessing of the Lord mean? Empowered for success and prosperity by God's definition, not by some goofy Americanized selfish definition. By God's definition of what success is. You may have a de definition of what success is. I may have a definition of what success is. But his is the only one that counts. So by God's definition of what success is. So the blessing of the Lord literally means that you are prospered by God. You are empowered by God to be successful. And the curse, when you, when you put it together in simple words, the curse means empowered to fail. Guys, it's real simple. Jesus came to give us abundant life and empower us to prosper, empower us to succeed in all that he's called us to do. And the enemy is trying to empower. You know what sin is? Sin is your agreement with the enemy empowering you to fail. You know what obedience is? Obedience is your agreement with God empowering you to succeed. And the grace of God did not come so that you would be empowered to fail. To excuse you to live in sin and selfishness. And claim the blessing of the Lord. That's a lie. And so in this reality, the thing that gets me excited about, you look at Abraham and, and you look through, you, I mean, all through Genesis, there's all, and we'll go through all these things a, a little bit later on, but all through Genesis, you see God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. All through, it's all this stuff about blessing that I really want to get into, but we're not going to do it this morning. And then he tells Abraham, and, and you know this in Genesis chapter 12, he says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Verse 2, I think it is, he says in Genesis 12, you know, 1 through 3, you can see it there. He says, get out of your country, get away from your family, your father's house, all that stuff. Because I'm trying, and what he's doing is trying to bring him into the blessing. And we'll unpack more of this later. Man, I love Genesis chapter 12. But what he says, the goal is, I want to bless you and you will be a blessing. And all the families of the earth will be blessed. In you, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Sometimes... We don't doubt the enemy's ability to work through somebody and bring destruction, multiplied, increase, multiplication of destruction in people's life. Like a ripple effect that can just be, just bring total damage and destruction. We don't doubt the enemy's ability to use somebody and mess things up. But sometimes I think we doubt the ability of God to use that same person 
to build something incredible. And what's confusing is right after you mess a bunch of stuff up and you realize, I just messed a bunch of stuff up. And then you turn to the Lord. He, you are now positioned to be used to do great and mighty things by God. It's an, it's an, incredible, an incredible thing. Um, and then it says in Genesis 24, it says Abraham was blessed in all things. In all things. Abraham, he was old, and when he was old, he was blessed in all things. So God wanted to bless him to be a blessing, but in what categories? All things. And I, I want you to think about this. Guys, pull up that slide about blessing and uh, blessed and blessing and, and, and prosperity and generosity. When, when you see the word blessed, here's what I want you to think of. I don't want you to think about blessed. See, we think about blessed, we think about me being blessed. I don't want you to think about, when you hear the word blessed, I want you to think about blessing. When you hear the word blessed, I want you thinking about to be a blessing. When you hear the word prosperity, I don't want you to turn away from it. Prosperity is, is just as much a word of God as the blood of Jesus is. Or faith or holiness. Prosperity is a God-given word. That has been hijacked and twisted to all kinds of stuff. But when you hear the word blessed, I want you to think of blessing. When you hear the word prosperity, I want you to think of generosity. And when you hear the word generosity, I want you to think of prosperity. He's blessed you to be a blessing. And I believe the Lord is going to remind us and challenge us, some of us from this extreme and some of us from this extreme. And some of us, He's just going to grow us in the middle to remind us that the blessing of the Lord is upon our life and He wants us to partner with Him to walk in it. Because you can be born again and be blessed, but not know how to walk in the blessing. One of the saddest things you'll ever see is a Christian who is a joint heir in Jesus Christ and has been given the blessing but they still live in the curse. You say, no, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Well, yeah, you've been blessed, but you live in the curse because you don't know how to walk in the blessing. And a, a couple things, and worship team, I want you to go ahead and come up. Uh, I want you to see this, that couple phrases. I'm going to go through these quick. I'll see these verses. The Lord keep you. You know what that means? The Lord keep you. It means to protect you from the evil one and the deceitfulness of riches. See, because it just got done saying the Lord bless you. And so then it says the Lord keep you. So there's a balance in it right after the first line. The Lord keep you. And rabbis and, and scholars, biblical scholars would talk about this. They would say part of that keep you is not only keep you from the evil one, and, but to keep you from the deceitfulness of riches. Some of you in this room, you had temptations when you were poor and then you started obeying God and you started walking with God and he increased you. And now you have a different level of temptation because you got money in your pocket than you had when you didn't have money. And you might be rich, but you're not blessed. Do not chase riches but you hold on to the blessing of the Lord. You can get rich and not be blessed. And so the reality in this is to the Lord keep me. Keep me from selfishness and, and, and evil. Keep me from, from these things. And I just brought them up here to encourage me to end this thing. Okay? So I'm going to go just a, a minute more. Um, 
So the Bible is filled with promises and warnings about wealth, promises and warnings about wealth, and we need to listen to both. The next thing I want you to see is the Lord make his face shine upon you. That means the radiance, the radiant beauty of God's presence. It means the glory of the Lord. So when it says this phrase, this phrase about the Lord make his face shine upon you, it means literally his, his, his glory and his radiant beauty is going to shine upon me. And I'm going to be in his presence and be aware of his presence. When he says be gracious to you, he means bestowing favor upon you. Favor with God and favor with man. It means the grace of God, the kindness of God, the favor of God goes before you. It goes behind you and it surrounds you. And you grow just like Jesus in favor with God and favor with man. God will give you favor when you will walk in obedience to his life. Well, pastor, I got attacked. Well, you're going to get attacked. You got an enemy. You're going to have all those battles, but he will deliver you through them all. He'll walk through them all with you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. That means to advance, to uh, arise, and to carry to the next level. And I believe what the Lord has been speaking to me, for, for me and I think for us and whoever has ears to hear, that he wants to break us through to a next level. Why? Why, why, why are you trying to be prosperous? Because I want to give. I want to give. When you hear the word prosperity, I want you to think generosity. So if it helps you out, then every time you hear the word prosperity and that makes you twinge and think, oh, just, you know, you don't like it for some reason, I want you to think generosity. Lord, the blessing of the Lord, it will bring generosity into my life. That I want to be able to give on a whole nother level. I want to be able to give a check and not be like, hey, can you just wait a few days before you cash that? <laughs> wait until Jesus comes back. Then you cash it. And then the thing, give you peace, give you shalom. This is literally the definition of the word shalom. It's all in the definition. This is literally the definition of peace, shalom. Happiness, health, wealth, prosperity, contentment, wholeness, tranquility. People have taken stuff to the extreme and people have taken stuff to the extreme. God is calling us to walk in the middle of truth where the peace of God and the blessing of the Lord will rest upon us. So three simple things I want you to do and I'll get out of your way. Three simple things I want you to do. Number one, agree with the blessing of the Lord. I don't really understand, Pastor. I'll wait till you do a couple more sermons. No, I just want you by faith to say, Lord, I agree. I agree with the blessing of the Lord. See, when you say yes, Lord, because we're not, we're not chasing anything that Jesus didn't die to give us. We're not twisting his arm trying to get something that he did not bleed to act, bleed and die to activate the will of God. And our heartbeat is that we would be, the generosity would be on another level. But for the generosity to be on another level, the prosperity has to be on another level. How cool would it be to go to somebody, your house is paid for in Jesus' name. Your car is paid for. You've been struggling? Here, here's a car. Well, I don't deserve it. I know you don't deserve it. 
I didn't earn it. I can't pay for it. I know. But the, the Lord spoke to me and, and prospered me so that I could be, bless me to be a blessing to be with you. And I, the only way that happens is when I come into agreement with Him. You say, wow, wouldn't that be cool? It starts with you. What you do with a dollar is what you'll do with a million dollars. And if you won't do it with a dollar, you won't do it with a million dollars. So you got to agree with the with the blessing of the Lord. The second thing is you got to disagree with the curse. You got to and we'll look at scripture, we'll unpack this and look at what is the blessing, what is the curse. And I want to agree with what God says and I want to disagree with what I say or the devil says. I want to come out of agreement with the curse. Some of us have lived lifestyles where we've opened the door to the enemy and we're saved and we know we are blessed by God. We are positioned for the blessing. We have received the blessing, but we keep living in the curse. And we're frustrated about why do I believe one thing but live another? And then we think it's God's fault. I'm telling you, if we'll align with Him, God will do more than you can ever ask, think, or imagine. That the generosity, love, and kindness of God would move through your lives to this city and beyond. And Jesus will be glorified. And the last thing is for you to be a blessing to your family, to your friends, and to your foes. You be a blessing. I'd be a blessing to my family. I believe that, Pastor John. And it's funny when I typed that in there, I looked at it a few minutes, I looked at it a few minutes ago, and I didn't put friends, I put friend. And that means some of y'all just have a friend. And you need to be a blessing to the friend and your friends. You need to be a blessing to your foes. Don't get to the extreme where you think we're the blessed of the Lord. We're the people of God. We no longer have to bless our enemies. We can judge our enemies because they're judging us. You better check yourself. You better check yourself. Jesus on the cross, the one who came to bring us the blessing, the one who are, is, is the example of how to walk in the blessing of the Lord, is being crucified on a cross for a crime he did not commit. And he says, Lord, forgive them because they know not what they're doing. If it was me, I'd have came off the cross. We're about to have a conversation. I know exactly what y'all doing. And you ain't going to get away with it. But that's not how Jesus was. And so my prayer for you, I want the altar team to go ahead and come on up. And during this first song, during this first song, you can have prayer for the rest of the, the service too, but during this first song is I want you to make a move. Prayer, prayer team, go ahead and come on up. I want, I want during this first song for you to make a move if this is you. And if you want to come pray with somebody, that's great. If you just want to kneel at an altar, that's great. But I want you to make a move during one song. Number one, if you've never given your life to the Lord, 
and you know you've been running from God and today is a day that you can yield your life to God and and just say, God, I'm tired of running from you. I'm now going to run to you and I now want to stop living my way and I want to start living your way and you want to give your life to the Lord. You come and you just talk to one of these. Come. Listen, everybody gets scared of standing in the middle. Shane, y'all scoot down. Y'all scoot down. Everybody's scared of being here in the middle. It's like there's some kind of vortex you know, that happens. No, you're good. You ain't blocking me. Y'all scoot down a little bit. Y'all make me so nervous. Y'all come on. All right. Praise the Lord. It's good. These people have been praying for you all week long and they're ready to pray with you. So if you need to give your life to the Lord, if you're going through a battle or a struggle, whether it's sickness, whether, well, I don't care what it is, some kind of battle, some kind of struggle, you say, I need prayer. You come and you receive prayer. And if you need to wait in line for a minute, you wait in line for a minute. It's okay. You just stand there, worship the Lord, wait. Wait in line. But what you don't do is sit back passively. Sit back passively. You need to start taking action to say, you know, I believe the the Lord is at work in this situation. And I want to find some agreement that somebody will agree with me for the will of the Lord to be done. And then some of you who are here that you say, Pastor John, I'll be honest with you. I need help. No matter if you're on this extreme or that extreme. That Lord, I need help in agreeing with the blessing of God. Because I feel like even though I know I'm blessed by Jesus. I know I've received the blessing when I was born again. I feel like the curse is operating all around me. And I want it to stop. Then you come and you receive prayer. And we begin this journey and watch what He does in our lives. So Father, in Jesus' name, we thank You for Your goodness. We thank You for Your grace. We thank You for You being at work, God. You are at work in our lives, God. You are at work all day long. When we sleep, You're at work. You're working it out for good. And we love You, we trust You, and we walk in obedience towards You, God. We are Your people. You are our God. And we trust You, Lord. We thank You, God. And we pray that you give us ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to hunger after all that you have for us. We say yes to the invitation to walk in all that you want us to walk in, God. Forgive us for being too comfortable. Forgive us for being too selfish. Forgive us for being too self-centered, God. For making it about us. Judging others from our selfish throne. evaluating things by our selfish standards. Lord, do a new thing. Do a new thing. Awaken us, God, to walk in your blessing that we might be a blessing to this city, to this region, to this nation, God. That the kindness of God, the mercy of God, the love of God, and the truth of God would be seen. That the blessing of the Lord would be released. I pray for supernatural breakthrough. God, that you give seed to the sower. You give bread to the eater. And give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And that all the families of this city would be blessed through people like us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord. Prayer. 
Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.